Imagine you're on a walk and you see a cool bird. You grab your phone to take a quick photo, but the image comes out blurry and then the bird flies away. What do you do? Thanks to mathematics, you might be able to use software to improve the photo. Scientists often have to deal with blurry pictures too. Linear algebra and clever numerical methods allow researchers to fix imperfect photos in medical imaging, astronomy, and many other settings. Welcome to another mathematical moment from the American Mathematical Society. I'm Scott Hirschberger. Today, I'm talking with Dr. Milena Espanol, an assistant professor of applied mathematics at Arizona State University. She's going to tell us about the mathematics involved in de-blurring images. So Dr. Espanol, welcome. It's great to be talking with you. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, so to start off, can you tell us a little bit about the basics of how digital images are actually created, of what a pixel represents, and what causes an image to become blurred in the first place? Mm -hmm. Yes, so um, images are represented uh, in the computers as an array of numbers. Each color actually is represented by three colors, uh, red, blue, and green. <laughs> so you actually need three array of numbers to represent one color image. So when you uh, take a picture and suddenly you moved, then you will have a, a image that is uh, blurred. So you can think about this as a, a linear model. This uh, moved or blur image is a combination of the pixels around. So you get in one pixel information of the pixels of the colors around one. Okay, so like a pixel in the middle might have information that was supposed to be in the pixels all around next to it? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, cool. And so if you have a blurry image, why mathematically is it hard to undo the blurriness and just reconstruct the original image? What makes that difficult mathematically? Yes, so that's a great question. <laughs> Uh, because it's a, it's very challenging actually to do the inverse uh, process, right? To de-blurring, and that's because um, there is extra noise into the information that we have in the images. So it's not just that the information goes into the wrong pixel, but also there is some extra errors. So when we try to do the inverse of de-blurring an image some of the errors get enlarged somehow in the solution. So um, then what we get is basically errors, enlarged errors. Okay. And so to start approaching finding that original image without the blur, um, you, use, you try to do something called regularization. Um, can you talk a little bit about what that is, what that entails? Yes, so regularization, you can think about it in different ways. One is as a filter method, and the idea is to filter that noise, right? So the noise, these errors that are getting large, you can uh, try to filter them and control that effect. Or you can also think about incorporating extra conditions. So for example, if you are trying to uh, find a, an image, reconstruct an image that is smooth, you can say, 
yes, I want to ambler, but I also want to enforce uh, that the image is smooth. And by incorporating that constraint, you are actually also filtering out the error. So, but there is a different point of view of thinking about this regularization. Okay. You mentioned earlier that the information in the pixels, the red, the blue, the green, those are encoded kind of as a matrix. Um, and I'm interested in talking a little bit more about what that looks like and how big of matrices we're talking about here and how you actually deal with them on the computer or in your calculations. So if you have a, uh, an image that is thousand times thousand, uh, then you can represent that in an array that is thousand times thousand. But you can also think about putting that in a very long array and then constructing what is a vector uh, that's going to be one million uh, size, right? So you, because you have one million of pixels. Mm -hmm. So you could put that in a vector uh, and, and work in the computer and do operations with a vector. Okay, so, so basically you would have, instead of the pixels in a row and then another row and another row, you just stack all those rows together into one long line of numbers to make up the vector? Actually, the way I think about it is a column-wise. Column-wise, right? It depends okay. on, the, on the processor or hardware that you use. Sure. Uh, MATLAB usually do col uh, column-wise. If you use Python, it might do row-wise. So, but yes, it's the same idea. Once you decide how you are going to transform it to a vector, then you stick with that, right? And so what are the, some of the different mathematical tools that you use um, depending on the particular field, you know, whether it's astronomy or like an MRI image? Um, how does that affect the mathematics that you need to do in order to fix a blurry image? Mm, that's a great question. So the difference is really the physics that is behind each of these systems. So for instance, if you think about uh, an astronomical image, you are thinking about a telescope, and uh, it has a lens, and then there is this blur produce, produced by the lens. But if you think about MRIs or other uh, imaging systems, the physics that is involved is very different. Even though uh, the math at some point becomes the same, uh, the physical system is different, and then the mathematical model that you use to represent that physical system is different. Okay. And can you tell us a little bit about your particular work in this area, what you focused on? Yes. So um, I focus when you get to the discrete part. So as I was saying, the, the physical system might be different, then there is the mathematical model that describes that, but that mathematical model could be a continuum model. Uh, to solve it in the computer, we need to somehow discretize it, uh, make it finite. And once you, you have that, at some point you will have a system of equations. So it doesn't really matter where you started, you will have a system of equations where you will have a matrix times a vector equal a vector. And then how do you um, solve that system? You can use the same uh, mathematical tools of regularizing or thinking about this filtering. Do you have any particular applications of this work that um, you think are particularly exciting? 
Yes, so I like electrical impedance tomography. It's not exactly as MRI. The physics and the system is very different, but the idea is similar in the sense that you um, try to describe what is, for example, uh, the interior of the body by sending something <laughs> to the body and reading how your body reacts. So in the case of electrical impedance tomography, you put some electrodes around the body, you send some current, you measure the voltage, and with that information, and of course the mathematical model that describes all that, you can actually uh, form an image of the body. That image actually is uh, how the electricity uh, or the electrical current behave inside the body. The image is not light per se originally, it's the electricity flowing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, so in the day-to-day -day of your work, when you're looking at these problems in linear algebra and numerical analysis, what do you enjoy most um, about the process? I like the whole process. <laughs> I like to uh, look at the real application. I like to see how we use math to model the physical system. I like to see how we transform that and we get to this uh, linear system of equation and how we can use linear algebra now to, to rewrite this problem and transform it to, to use uh, ways that we already know how to solve uh, these problems. Um, I like a lot to, to code, to sit down and take the math and put it in the computer and tell the computer, you know, can you help me to, you know, do all these calculations fast? So, um, of course, there are many challenges. Storing all this data is a challenge. Making all cal these calculations fast is a challenge. We don't want to uh, wait forever to have a diagnosis. How we solve those challenges is a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, well, thank you, Dr. Espanol, for talking with me. I've really enjoyed it. And I hope everyone watching thinks a little more about um, all the mathematics that goes into taking a photo and altering and deblurring photos uh, after the fact as well.